y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you've had a great week and yeah, that everything is going good for you. If not, I pray that you are finding strength and grace um, in the midst of those um, trying moments. This past week, we had um, some ups and downs and it's always good to reflect on your week and just had this thought. Our church does community groups and when we meet together with our community group, each person goes around and says either one high or one low that they've experienced in the past week. And so for me, or for us, I would say the low was first of last week. Uh, Shelby was playing in a soccer game and experienced a mild concussion uh, during that game. And so most of the week we were at the doctor's office or she was out of school resting. And then we geared up uh, this past weekend for my oldest niece's wedding. Um, And so that was just a great time. That was our high, Um, a great time of being uh, with family and to celebrate her and her, her new husband. And um, so, yeah, what is, reflect on your past week. What is a low for you? And what is a high for you? And even in the midst of those things, you can see um, God's either carrying you through it. He's right there with you or he's walking alongside you celebrating, celebrating with you. So what a thought that the God of the universe cares about the details, the highs and the lows of our, our day to day. But that's enough of that. Let's get into Ruth chapter two. The book of Ruth is really the main theme is how do you have true strength in the midst of collapse? And when I say that, I mean the culture, um, the society around you. How do you have true strength? And last week we saw that Naomi, uh, one of our, our main people, and um, Ruth, one of our other main people in this in this book, they ch- exhibited true strength in the midst of collapse through loyalty and faithfulness to each other. And so today, as we jump into chapter two, we're going to see that true strength in the midst of of collapse, whether that's society or emotional or spiritual collapse, whatever cultural, whatever that looks like. True strength will come through kindness. And so we're going to talk about what does kindness look like in the midst of that. All right, so without any other comments at this point, let's jump into Ruth chapter 2. And I will read that for us, and then we'll discuss. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they called back. Boaz asked the foreman of his harvesters, Whose young woman is that? The foreman replied, 
She is the Moabitess who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and has worked steadily from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I have told the men not to touch you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She exclaimed, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have given me comfort and have spoken kindly to your servant though I do not have the standing of one of your servant girls. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread, and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Even if she gathers among the sheaves, don't embarrass her. Rather, pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up, and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our kinsmen redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabitess said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with his girls, because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the servant girls of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Okay, so here in chapter 2, we are introduced to the third and final main person in the book of Ruth, and that is the man Boaz. He is described of a man of standing. His name, Boaz, means strength is in him. And a man of standing, and other translations refer to him as a man of wealth, but this is talking about wealth and moral character. So Boaz was one of the good guys. 
And we can clearly see it here by how he received and treated Ruth, a foreigner in the town of Bethlehem. But our spotlight here in chapter 2 is on Ruth herself and on the kindness that she showed. So again, true strength in the midst of collapse, we will see kindness will be present. So in this chapter, we see Ruth's kindness towards Naomi, which we will talk about. And then we also see briefly Boaz's kindness towards Ruth. So there are eight things about kindness that we can see in this chapter. And we'll go through them and discuss. Number one, and we see these in verses 2 through 7. The first is kindness takes the initiative. And we see here that Ruth, it was her idea to go into the fields and pick up the leftover grain. There was a Hebrew law that God had set forth back in Deuteronomy that those harvesting grain should leave the edges of the fields to where those who are poor or um, could not provide for themselves could come and get that grain and have food. So it was almost like a national uh, welfare program, but it was God-ordained, and he came up with that, and he set out the parameters of it. So Ruth here and Naomi were beneficiaries of this of this care that God had already put in place and had established. But Ruth took the initiative. It was her idea to go into the fields and Naomi gave her her blessing to go. And interestingly, I love these little, just these little phrases that give us just a glimpse of, from a human perspective, it might seem like coincidence, but it was very much God's providential hand on Ruth helping her to go to the field that belonged to Boaz. In verse 3, we see the phrase, as it turned out. Well, it really didn't turn out. It was God leading her there. And then we see the arrival of Boaz right on the scene, just as Ruth um, was there and was working. I also want to point out that Boaz's first words were of some value. And he didn't come up and say, what's up? You know, he said, the Lord be with you. So he recognized the Lord's sovereignty over the people that were working for him. So kindness takes initiative, takes the initiative. And Ruth certainly expressed that. And this was her kindness towards Naomi. Naomi was elderly. She was not able to provide for herself. So Ruth took the initiative. She was able-bodied, young. So Ruth took the initiative to make sure that Naomi was provided for. Number two, kindness takes work. We see this in verses three and seven. Kindness takes work. What did she do? How was she described? The harvesters reported to Boaz that she had worked into the, in the field steadily from morning till now. Now we don't know exactly when that was, but she's a hard worker. This kindness is motivating her to work hard to see to see the goal met, to see the results. And she's not being lazy about it either. She, took, she takes a short rest um, when she needs it, and then she gets right back, gets right back to work. So kindness takes the initiative. Kindness takes work. Kindness gains favor. And we see that in verses eight and nine. We see that Boaz certainly showed Ruth favor 
in the generosity and the kindness that he showed to her, offering to for her to stay with his servant girls, offering for her to get drinks of water from the jars that his men have filled. So kindness gains favor. Number four, kindness gets noticed. And we see that in verses 10 through 12. Yeah, Boaz certainly knew what was motivating Ruth to leave her home after the death of her husband, leave her home and come back with her mother-in-law. And um, it was the kindness that she had shown Naomi. So Ruth's kindness towards Naomi is what Boaz noticed about her and her character. Number five, true uh, truth about kindness is kindness is contagious. And we see this in verses 13 through 16. We see that Boaz shows kindness to her and the way that he speaks to her and the way that he shows her hospitality, allowing her to, to eat with him and with his harvesters, giving her more than enough than what she can eat and get full. And then he continued to show kindness in the instructions that he gave to his men to don't embarrass her, even if she gathers among thing, places where she shouldn't. Don't embarrass her, but give, give her a little extra that she can pick up. And even as kindness is contagious, kindness also goes above and beyond. Number six, kindness, and then more kindness. And we see this as in verses 17 and 18. So because Ruth showed Naomi kindness... Boaz showed Ruth kindness, and since Boaz showed Ruth further kindness, Ruth returned back home to Naomi and showed Naomi kindness in the offering that she brought of the hard work and then the food that she had left over from her meal. Number seven, kindness brings hope. And we see this. How did we leave Naomi last week in chapter 1? She had changed her name. She said, call me Mara because I am bitter and the Lord has taken away from me. But yet here we are. Naomi is speaking positively. She said, blessed be the man who takes notice of you. Oh, the Lord bless him, Naomi says. Um, He has not stopped showing his kindness. And then she realizes that Boaz is a close relative and a kinsman redeemer. And we'll we'll talk more about that um, next week. What What does that mean? But Naomi had hope. Kindness brings hope. And then number eight, we see this in verse 23. Kindness is motivated by love. Ruth loved her mother in law. We leave this chapter with that last sentence that says, and she lived with her mother-in-law. She loved her so much that she continued to go out and to glean and she, until the job was done, until the harvest was done. So what does all this mean for us? How do we get the kindness that Ruth and Boaz had so that we can be stay strong and remain strong in the midst of collapse. Well, we can only do that through the power of God. 
some verses that I think are going to be important for us to drive this point home. We find in Isaiah 63, 7. It says, I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised. According to all the Lord has done for us, yes, the many good things he has done for the house of Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. So how are Ruth and Boaz able to show this much kindness to others because they have experienced the kindness of God? How do we show kindness to those when we feel like it's not even in us to do? We have to tap into the power that comes from God. We want to be a person who shows kindness that is useful, that is deep, and that is loving. And we know from the New Testament, in Galatians 5.22 specifically, where Paul lists the fruit of the Spirit, and in the midst of that list is the word kindness. So, how do we do that? We have to be operating within the Holy Spirit, to live by the Spirit, to walk in step with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit. Colossians 3, verse 12, Paul is telling us that we have to clothe ourselves. We have to put on these attributes because we are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Uh, Colossians 3.12 says, To clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So like a garment that we put on in the mornings as we get ready for work or school, kindness is also something that we have to put on because we are God's. We are God's chosen people. I also love Ephesians. Ephesians 2, 7. And again, we'll answer the question, how do we show kindness? Because we have been shown kindness. God has shown us the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So how do we have a kindness like Ruth and Boaz has? We recognize that we have been shown kindness because God provided a way for us to be in relationship with him through his son Jesus. And then we tap into the power, God's power through the Holy Spirit. We put on kindness. It's a choice. Just like I might go in my closet and choose a green shirt over a blue shirt. We've got to choose kindness and choose to rely on God to empower us. Because true strength in the midst of any kind of collapse kindness will be evident and will be present. It takes the initiative. It takes work. It gets favor and it gets noticed. Kindness is contagious and goes above and beyond. Kindness spurs others along to show kindness. Kindness brings hope and kindness is motivated by love. So let's rely on God and remember that he's shown us many kindnesses and so we, in turn, can show that kindness to others. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for this story. Thank you for the example of kindness. 
and not just kindness so we could be like Ruth or Boaz, but kindness so that we can be like you. And that's our ultimate goal, God, is to reflect you to the people in our lives who may not know you or who may question who you are. Help us to be an example. While we are going to fail because we are broken and we are sinners, but give us the grace that we need when we do fail and to admit we're wrong. And in, in that, that is kindness to those around us to show humility and take responsibility. Again, thank you for Ruth. Thank you for Boaz. Thank you for their story. And would you continue to teach us as we continue through this next two chapters coming up. And I pray all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. That was a lot. Uh, Chapter two is chocked full. I can't wait for us to see what happens in chapter three as we continue on in this account of Naomi and Ruth and Boaz, showing true strength in the midst of collapse. If you want to, go ahead and and prepare for next week and read chapter three. And I'll meet you right back here next week to discuss. Hope you have a great time as you go uh, throughout your day today. And um, I'll meet you right back here next week. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.